0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Renee's podcast. Thank you to everybody that is listening and everybody that continues to listen on. Um, I would like to say right in the beginning, I apologize for my voice. Um, I'm not really sure what's going on, but I woke up with a sore throat. Um, Usually that leads into a cold, which I'm not very excited about. And I'm kind of hoping it's just the weather change because it is actually beautiful here in Buffalo, New York today. And We literally just went through, it feels like a month worth of just rain and 40, 45 degree weather, um, and just gloom and, you know, you name it, hell, we, we've had it all. Um, and we had snow too, at some point, I, I, think I blocked it from my memory when, because I just wanted to pretend it wasn't happening. Um, but anyway, so if you hear me clear my throat a little bit and, um, Taking a little like quick break to take some water, I do apologize for that um, from the get-go. So I really have been back and forth about what I wanted to discuss on this episode today. I um, was really on the fence about like talking about mental health and mental health is really something I feel like I need to be in the right mind frame to discuss it because um, being somebody that does that pretty much battle with mental health um I don't think I battle as much as a lot of other people do um I think I am fortunate that I am in a time frame and when I say time frame I mean um like in my my life and what's going on around us in society I am at a time where it's a lot more common for somebody to be able to get like um, you know, antidepressants or medication for anxiety, so I I don't have to battle with it as much because, you know, my doctor was able to give it to me so that, um, you know, I wouldn't have it any episodes or... or um... I'm so sorry everybody. Um I had a call coming in from Instagram and to be honest it's a scam caller that seems to keep bothering me for some reason and I haven't been able to figure out how to make it so that when I'm doing a podcast it doesn't interrupt it. So, um back on the topic of mental health and um discussing like what I wanted to in this episode. Um one of the problems like with mental health for me Um, to be able to discuss it is because I really wanted to be able to um, really have a lot of thoughts towards it. And it was kind of difficult discussing on the episode because I felt like I was missing so much information. And I don't, when it comes to that kind of like huge deal for me. I mean, it's something I'm very passionate about because I, you know, for one, am dealing with uh mental health and um, you know, taking medication for it as well. And I, I also do have very close uh friendships with people that are also dealing with mental health. And a lot of the things too is I mean, I have my opinion of what I think A lot of schools should be doing and um especially with our youth I mean especially I think of my niece that's only nine years old and you know I just pray to God that she has like a great guidance counselor at her um school you know and somebody there that if she ever needs to she can go to and not feel uncomfortable or feel like um you know, other kids are going to look down on her for reaching out for help. And I say that because I I just don't know. I have no clue. I don't even know if my niece would tell me, you know, if she was having any problems. And a lot of it is, you know, from when I was growing up um, and being verbally and emotionally abused, I just hope to God that my niece is not going through anything close to what I did And, you know, being, I guess you could say the, the auntie bear that I am, I would never ever allow anybody to treat her the way that we, my sister and I were treated growing up. So it's, it's something that I, like I said, I'm very passionate about and there's so many things that I could talk about, but I figured I would talk about something a little bit more positive today since it's a beautiful Friday. Um, you know, and we're going into the weekend. So I I thought I would really talk about more of, um, regarding self-love. And I think the reason for this is because it's a lot, it's a lot fresher. Um, it's a lot newer for me when it comes to realizing self-love and it, I mean, it takes a long time, you know, you just can't, automatically, you know, love yourself and think that, you know, you are worthy in this world, you know, for some people that is difficult for people that, I mean, can do that and have, you know, love themselves since, you know, they were, you know, they had the brain to know what love was, um, you know, kudos to you. I think that's amazing. But I mean, there's other ones of us that, maybe blame ourselves for a lot of things or we just don't feel like we really are a part of this world and like we're almost like you know there's this big puzzle in front of you and you're just like this piece to the puzzle that doesn't fit and you know you keep trying to pound that piece of you know that puzzle that little tiny piece like cardboard piece into it. And it's just, it doesn't work. And you just feel like, well, there's all these all like normal people out there. Why can't I be like them? And that's where self-love comes in. And I think this year, especially it has been addressed and it's been a focus of self-love and I've heard it more like when I'm out and about, uh, you know, people kind of rewiring their brains almost. And I think it's absolutely incredible, especially with all the negativity that we've had since like COVID's happened and, you know, just the pain and, you know, everything going on. We do need to be able to have something positive to look at. And self-love is huge. It it really is huge. And I don't think people really um, can realize how important it is. And if we get to that point how successful we really could be in future relationships as well um i will say that uh one of the that song by miley cyrus that i believe has been like number 1 in like the world Forever. I think she came out with the song early January and it's still a song like I bought my head to and I sing to and I get my like country, um, accent going when I'm singing to for her. Um, but it's an amazing song and it really, it, it, I mean, I don't know if she wrote the song herself or who did, but they really took some time to put the words into that, to really reach out. And I feel like it connected with me. Um, I mean, just the, the verse of it is so catchy and it's just so wonderful because, I mean, she, a lot of people were saying, oh yeah, she was going after uh, Liam Hemsworth, I believe, which was her um, her husband and now ex-husband. And just like what she was going through and feeling lonely. And a lot of us feel lonely sometimes when we're in relationships with people that we love, but they might not retaliate the same love back. And so even though you might still be with that person and you love them and everything, there's still, I mean, you could still have self-love. You could still love somebody else and still, you know, start, you know, developing a relationship with yourself. And, you know, in the, the song... If nobody's heard it it's kind of surprising to me because it's always it's always coming on my pandora any station i put on it doesn't matter like i listen to michael bolton station and miley cyrus will pop on and i'm like how are these even in the same genre like this is crazy um so you know the the verse says like she can buy herself flowers um you know she can write her own name in the sand um she can talk to herself for hours And, you know, there's things that other people won't understand and like she can take herself dancing and all these other things. And it's like, wow, you know, and you really do think about it. It's like, yeah, I that self-love just makes you never feel lonely because, you know, that, you know, even though you want to love and, um, you know, we really want that like fairy tale type of relationship with people. The most important relationship is with yourself, how you feel about you like what what did you ever do to deserve like to beat yourself up you know what why should you feel like you're not worthy um of love from somebody else or like if somebody treats you badly that like almost you deserve it you don't you you do not deserve it and i want to tie this into gbs obviously And I think a lot of us as, um, you know, patients of GBS and being diagnosed with it, that we just, we get so frustrated with ourselves because when we really think about it, GBS is the type of disease that you're almost like locked inside of your own mind. And I can't even relate to that um, because I wasn't at, thank God, I wasn't at the capacity um, of the disease taking over that a lot of people that I've talked to were, you know, there were people that, like I've said, like couldn't blink their eyes to communicate. And some people that was only the way they could communicate. So there's so many different ways, but like your mind is still working. You're still there. You just, you can't talk. You can't respond. Your, your whole body is completely numb. And to think about that, what, what, what would you be saying to yourself? And I really want some people to like really think about like if you weren't in that situation, you know, like being pretty much completely paralyzed and, you know, and and you're just sitting there like hearing what everybody's saying and not being able to express yourself to what's going on in the room around you. You're just stuck in a bed. Um, you know, think of what you would say to yourself right then and there. It's you, it's your battle. There's nobody else that can make your brain stronger, make your mind, you know, stay at the the level of a fight mode. You know, it's only you and it's just think about what you would say to yourself. And, you know, and I can just, for an example, say like what I would be thinking and, you know, God forbid if I was ever in that situation, but, you know, just like what I went through um, during GBS in the hospital, I just remember, and I, I think, I thank the Lord every day that I was given that strength in my head. You know, it had nothing to do with physical strength. It had nothing to do with, you know, pride or anything like that. It just, I just remember constantly thinking, I will get through this. And it was just like, there was no, you know, people say it's either fight or flight. There wasn't even a sign of flight in my path. It was all fight. It was all like, I'm going to fight this and I'm going to get better coming out of it. And trust me, that, that was two years ago, almost, you know, it'll be two years in August. And I can tell you that I would not be having this type of conversation that I am right now a couple months ago. You know, it's it's taken some time to really just, you know, realize, like, I did that. You know, that was me. There was nobody else. That was me. Yeah, I had family around me supporting me. Yeah, I had my husband, you know. Yeah, I they, there were people that were there that were supportive and there to encourage me, but they also didn't know what was going on. They couldn't feel what I could feel. They they didn't know like what the next steps were. They were terrified. And I wasn't, I wasn't afraid. I, I really did sit there and I don't give myself credit ever for it. I give it to God because I just never ever have a clue how I that that positivity of like, I need to get out of here and I need to get home. I need to be with my animals. I need to like get myself out of this and get better. Yeah, it's been 2 years and it's been taking a while, but like everybody knows. I mean, this is it, it this is the process. We're like turtles, you know, we we it's a slow and steady type of recovery. And, you know, once we realize that and don't listen to The doctor's telling us there's a time frame of when we should be better and listen to our bodies and listen to our minds of, you know, I'm gonna get through this, but I'm gonna get through it my own way because that's the only way that I can. And that goes the same for mental health. You know, it's it's the same battle. It's a battle within yourself. It's a battle within your own mind, in your own heart, that you are the only one that can make it through. There's nobody else. That can get you out of whatever it is you're fighting. Um, I mean, you can go through therapy, and it can be helpful. Um, but at the end of the day, you're the you're in that office. You know, it, just picture yourself sitting with a a counselor or a therapist or um, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever you know it is that you might see, and you're having this conversation with them, and they might be giving you this path. And, you know, trying to guide you to what's going to make you better. But when overall, when you leave that office, you're on your own. It's your choice if you want to go down that path or not. You know, it's your choice if you want to turn around and, you know, walk away from it. It's your choice if you want to get your shoes on and, you know, best shoes you possibly can and walk that path to make things better. And, you know, we there's a lot that... I can say on a personal level that the battle with me and with mental health, and it's kind of weird because I feel like I'm actually really talking more mental health and love. Like it's kind of a little bit of a mix, but, um, you know, I, there's a lot of like in my childhood that I could blame and, you know, I could blame my mother. You know, I I could go down that road and blame her for a lot of reasons I have, Um, mental health issues and a lot of reasons I have um, maybe toxic relationships Um, and I don't want to and I never will because I do believe that we are in charge of our own destiny you know so to speak Um, but we are in charge of how we react to what we are given. And um, yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of moments where it's like, okay, well, I could have had a normal childhood. I could have had this, that, and the other. And it's like, coulda, woulda, shoulda. There's no point of living in the past, but there is a point of not letting the past consume you. There is a point of, yeah, your past is what made you the person that you are today that made you that strong person, that made you that tough person. And that's that's what's important. And I really want to talk about today, and I'm, I'm not gonna use um, my friend's name, but um, I will say she, um, you know, along the lines of it, because I really wanna dedicate a lot of self-love and mental health to her. Because she really deserves it. And um, her story and what she deals with every day makes her the most incredible person. And she doesn't know it. So I, I will um, just say a few things about her. Um, so I, my very close friend has been battling with mental health since she was a child. She had a horrible um, past of you know, parents and mental, a mental, um, emotional, verbal, I'm sure abuse. I don't know hundred percent about verbal, but I'm assuming, um, you know, usually emotional, verbal kind of go together. Um, but emotional for sure, because, um, she's battled as, as well as I with, um, with weight, um, you know, never feeling no matter what you do when it comes to weight that you're happy. So like, We've both been down the road of anorexia, bulimia, um, you know, and then still not feeling like we were good enough. Like we felt like no matter what, we still have to lose that weight because, we'll everything will change. Everything will feel better once we're that skinny,
1: okay? And that is
0: something that is very toxic. And it's something that I really do feel a lot of people still deal with. And it's hard to get out of. It really is. And then, you know, where we get to the point of, okay, well, I'm never going to be happy skinny. So I'm just going to eat normally and then gaining that weight. And then you just feel like total shit. And you might have people around you in your family, especially that comment on your weight and comment on, you know, how you look that day, which is absolutely disgusting. And I still like, I try to correct some family members that the first thing they do is say like, Oh, you look great. Or, Oh, this and that, because I understand. Yes, there are times to tell people and give, um, you know, like just a nice, you know, comment or something. But, you know, it might be that, oh, you look great, but you're sick and you haven't eaten in three days. You know, that's where you're like, oh, is that how I'm supposed to be? Like, am I supposed to just, you know, not eat for three days and then people are going to compliment me and notice me? Like that—that's where it can get a little. Mm. So when it comes to complimenting people and how they look, I really think a lot of people should take a stand back and really, you know, shut their mouth before they speak. Um, so I'm, with that friend that I'm talking about, um, we have a lot in common when it comes to, um, our upbringing. There's a lot of commonness, and then there's also like um some differences. You know, where like. Yeah, there were things that her parents might have said versus like my parents and you know whatnot. But um she really has battled with herself. And I know and I can tell that she just doesn't feel like she's worthy of anything sometimes. And she is a soul that is almost trapped within a soul, and she is just fighting constantly every day when she wakes up to know that she is not the person that she is on the inside. And, you know, she wants to express who she is, but she doesn't feel like she's good enough or she's afraid of what might happen if she does say who she is. And that right there is so difficult to overcome. But You know, my friend is dealing with this every day and she still puts a smile on. She still, you know, reaches out to me and wants to know how I'm doing. And, you know, she she sees things differently than most. And, you know, it's just the incredible amount of love that she possesses and she gives to other people but doesn't get back is it's just um it's it's very painful for me sometimes because she deserves the world like she deserves so much and she might not be getting it but the i think the biggest thing that is and the only thing that she could change and i could be totally wrong but the only thing that she could change about herself is loving herself and knowing that she is worthy of love and she is worthy of seeing that she is this just incredible, wonderful woman that um, deserves to have a good life and deserves to be able to show her true colors and shine through, you know, like Rihanna says, bright like a diamond. And, you know, it's just amazing that she has gone through so much in her life and the way that she is with and, and she has um, two kids and the way that she is with her children, she is just so dedicated in making them become wonderful people and, le- and making them have self-love for themselves and know how special and important they are is it, just incredible because she's learned from her parents' mistakes not her mistakes. She hasn't made mistakes. In my eyes, she is the epitome of what a strong, independent, loving woman is. She, um, you know, is just very much about caring and being there for others before herself. And that's where I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening on that could definitely be in the same position as my friend, you know, and know that like, they're, they're doing everything for everybody else, but they're not stopping and taking care of themselves. And they might just think that they're not like, they don't deserve it or, you know, they don't, there's no reason for them to, um, and I'm trying to think of the right words to use, but like, like, it's almost like she doesn't think that she's allowed to feel love. Like she's, she's not allowed to, uh, you know, this is where that GBS brain kicks in. Um, I would, I would say like, she's not allowed to uh, be rewarded almost. Um, and, and she is, and, you know, and I'm so glad and thankful. And I hope that she does get to listen to this episode. Um, and maybe correct me with some things that I'm saying, but she is, um, you know, just an overall wonderful friend. And I am so thankful that from day one of meeting her, that we had this connection to each other and this unconditional love for one another, that I would consider her my sister. You know, she is my family and, there's nothing that she could do that would ever make me change the way I feel and the way I love her. You know, it is a friendship that you just can't go, you can't break it. You know, anybody could come in and try to break it. And I've never in my lifetime, have had a friendship like that. And I think a lot of like, um, when I went through GBS and I'm, you know, still going through GBS recovering that her being there for me during the whole thing, has just like proven that this unconditional love is real, you know, and it's, it's definitely taken, I would say our friendship to a different level. You know, it's, it's almost like you're at that adult age, I guess, or that adult kind of love where it it just won't change. You know, it, it is like a family, like um, You know, and I, I would even say like there's there's family members that I have that, you know, when they do something stupid or something happens, I'm just like, ugh, you know, stay away from me. I don't want to deal with your drama. I don't care. Where with my friend, it's like, yeah, give me you have drama. Like, tell me what's going on. How can I fix it? Like, what can I do to make you better? And that's, I hope, um, a friendship that a lot of people are experiencing at least with one person you know because it's it makes you feel almost like adulthood and where we're at it's like man there are things that get better you know it it does get better it's not all pain and agony all the time with you know growing up and you know, dealing with our pasts in our 30s, or 40s, 50s, 60s, 20s—I don't know. You know, it's like we're we're always dealing with a lot of things that maybe we didn't, because we didn't, we weren't able to. You know, and it's not that we weren't strong enough to take it on. It was that we needed to get through that moment at that time, and we only did what we could. You know, um, so I just want everybody to really take take a like step back and really think about the self love that you have with yourself and maybe you don't want to maybe you're like i don't have time to think about myself i'm not selfish you know i'm not like that and that's not what self love is it has nothing to do with, with being a selfish person if anything it has to do with being the opposite of a selfish person because once you love yourself you can love others you know you can put all the love that you need into relationships and be able to have a successful relationship because of how you feel and love yourself in the beginning. And, you know, I really just want people to think about that. You know, it's, there's, it's not, you know, like, oh, I'm going to take myself to go for a massage. You know, that's not self-love. It's really a thought process. It's really that strength within yourself. And you know, just really bring that out. You know, people can sense that people can feel that, You know, they know when you are, and I I don't like using the word confident because yeah, maybe it does tie into it, but it's not a word that I normally like to use because it can come off as selfish. You know, some people think confidence is selfish and blah, 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 or vain or something like that. But, um, no, it's, it's more of just that, that feeling, that aura, that, you love yourself, so you're able to love others. So really, that gives a lot of people wanting to be around you. You know, they they know that you have this like almost this bright, like I said, shine like a diamond type of um, quality about yourself. And I mean, that's that's all you could ask for, and it's something that people can't take away from you. And just think of that having that that sense of somebody can never take this from me it's just like, it's a freedom. You know, think about it. It's a freedom. It's free. It's freeing. It's like, wow, nobody can take this away from me for once because a lot of us have had things taken away from us. You know, as GBS patients, we had our, a lot taken away from us. We had almost our entire lives taken away. But if you have that, that mind frame of, you're going to get through this no matter what and you love yourself for being able to do it that was never taken and gbs diseases you know any anything possible that we're diagnosed with can never touch that self-love that you have for yourself all right guys um i'm gonna now we'll end this episode just because I'm getting a little close to 30 minutes as I always do and I have to get outside and enjoy the day because I would like to start planting and enjoying the beauty of the outdoors, so to speak. Um, I hope everybody has an absolutely amazing weekend full of sunshine and love and that you just enjoy every minute and every hour of every day being thankful that you have yourself and the self-love. All right, guys, you have a great rest of your day and I will be talking to you soon. Bye-bye.